table for two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Natural and Kosher Cheeses, where taste and quality matter. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman and I'm about all the food, all the time. And we are really excited today because we are in Machane Yehuda, the center of the universe for me and all my listeners. It's really exciting to be here. And we're going to be taking a Shuk tour with Joel Haber. How's it going? Great. I am so excited. We've been planning this for months and months. And a big thank you to Nachum and Miriam for making this happen. And of course, our camera crew. From the Jerusalem Media Group. Thank you, guys. Okay. We're going to have an amazing tour. Joel, talk to me a little bit about the Shuk and, and give us a little bit of history. And then, of course... We've got to talk about Joel Haber. <laughs> well, let's get that out of the way first, and that way it'll be sure, out of the way. Sounds good. Uh, my name is Joel Haber. Some people call me Fun Joel. I'm a tour guide here in Israel, licensed guide, and uh, I tour all over Israel, a lot in Jerusalem, which is where I live. And especially, I do shuk tours here in Machanehut. It's one of my most popular tours. I'm a big foodie as well as a tour guide, so I love to give tours here, explain to people the history of all the different foods and the history of the shuk, and that's what we're going to start with right now. I'm so excited. I've always wanted to do a shuk tour for table for two. So uh, stick around for the next hour and a half and join us as we go through Machane Yehuda with yeah. fun Joel Haber. Thanks. Okay, so give us a little bit of a history of the tour. Yeah, you know, the, making dreams show. happen like yours, that's what I, that's what I live oh, for. Oh, making <laughs> dreams happen. hilarious. Yeah, no, okay. so uh, basically, uh, let me tell you exactly where we are right now. We're situated in a section of the market called the Shuk HaGruzini. That means the Georgian Shuk, the Georgian market. Okay. And that's especially relevant because the first stop we're going to make in a few minutes is going to be at a Georgian restaurant. Oh, yummy. Like Marani in New York. We have a kosher Georgian restaurant. I've heard about it. I heard it's great. It's fantastic. It's flashic, but this is going to be dairy. I thought they had like a flashic and a dairy. Yeah, they actually have both. You're right. You're right. That's what I was told. So this is, this is actually just primarily dairy. The place we're going to is there. There is in Jerusalem another place that's a meat place, but we're going oh, to a dairy okay. place. Yeah. Fantastic. Anyway. So Shuk Machan Yehuda is the central market of Jerusalem, and this market I can't even tell you when it was founded because it wasn't founded. It came about organically just because there was a need. There were people here uh, living here. The Arab villagers that used to live in that direction used to bring all of their produce that way to the old city, which okay. then was just called the city because there was right. no new city yet. <laughs> right. Until some of them said, hey, why don't we just set it up here so that people here can buy their food here? And the Jews that were here were like, great, that means we don't got to schlep to the old city to buy our food and bring it back here. That's how this market started about 145, 140 years ago. Is this ago. centrally located to the Jerusalem that we know now? Like yeah, we're right central. in the middle. I mean, we're right next to Yafo Street. So Yafo Street is like one of the main boulevards running through uh, Jerusalem. And it's, uh, it's very close to the Nakhlo neighborhood. It's a five-minute walk from downtown. This has become a really expensive neighborhood, hasn't it? Uh, parts of it have, yeah. <laughs> Jerusalem real estate. Yeah. Insane! It's amazing because all the Jews from all around the world want this piece of land, and that I heard Nachlaot is really hot right now. It's up there. Nachlaot's a really special. Who wouldn't want to live right near Machane Yehuda? It's true. So basically, just a really brief uh, intro. What we're going to basically be doing is, to me, the Shuk is the microcosm of Jerusalem. It is Jerusalem in miniature, both in terms of the people that are here. You can find every segment of our population here: Arab, Jew, Orthodox, secular, foreigner, everything. But also the history of the Shuk has paralleled the history of the city. We're not going to get into too much detail about that, but all the major changes that have taken place in this city over time have been reflected in the Shuk. But what we are going to see is, as you know, the best way to understand any culture is through its food. Oh, absolutely. And we're going to eat our way through the Shuk. We're going to eat our way through the Shuk and taste the soul of Jerusalem. 
fantastic. I've been here for a couple of hours already this morning preparing for the show. I'm already a little bit full, but we're going to join us now as we go through Shuk Machane Yehuda. Yeah, and the main thing that we're going to be tasting, what reveals the soul of the city, is you, you, you live in the New York area. I lived in the New York area for many years. What do people call New York? A melting pot, right? You right. know as well as I do, that is not true. New York City is a patchwork quilt. Correct. You have at least one person in New York City, probably from every single country of the world, and you probably can find a restaurant from almost every cuisine. But if you want good Jamaican food, you go to Brooklyn. You want good Greek food, you go to Queens. You want good uh, Indian food, you go to Murray Hill. Right? The population of New York City is equal to the population of our entire country. And therefore, everything is side by side, and the foods of all the Jews that were living here actually have mixed together. That's a real melting pot. I love that. Okay, where is our first stop going to be? We're going to go to Hachapuria, a delicious dairy Georgian restaurant. All right, let's head over there. We're back again. <laughs> we just walked over for a bit of the outdoor shook and we walked over to Kachapuria. 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 Right. And we are sitting here in the, with the owner on this blustery, cold Jerusalem Tuesday morning preparing for our show and getting our show done. This is Tango. Yes. He's the owner. I'm going to give you the mic. Yeah, you hold that. I've actually got a little mic here. So uh, I'm with Joel and Tango. And tell us about your store. How long have you been here? Uh, from uh, 2009. 2009. So you're relatively new for the shook. Excuse me. I would say new. I would say the opposite. I'd say this from 2009 to 2016. That's like already old school in the shook. Really? Oh we yeah. Have so much the shook so much so often all the time. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's why we have John here educating us about yeah. the shook. Okay. So what kind of cuisine are you? I don't know if I'm cuisine. I'm Georgian. Uh... It's Georgian. It's Georgian food. So what is Georgian food? Tell us. Georgian food is. Uh... It's too hard for me to talk in English. I almost no, no. all my English. You're, you're Your English is good. Great. If you have a He's problem, you ask me and I'll translate. Uh, but you mainly first talk in the mic. Okay. But mainly talk talk about uh, talk in English. If you have a problem, I'll help. I promise. Okay, I'll speak Hebrew. I'll speak Hebrew. I need help in the He started in 2009. Um, was it you again? Um, See, I don't even know all the Hebrew, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> in, the, in the last <laughs> uh, few years... I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. They're one of the top bakeries in, 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 uh, in the country. Let me just say two words about, about my take on this, and then I'm going to have you correct me. Okay. Okay. Great. To me, one of the, first of all, one of the things I just like to say about Georgian food and Georgian Jews is that in America, where most people are Ashkenazi, right? Everybody else gets lumped together as Sephardi, and that's false. Because Sephardi means you come from Spain, Ashkenazi means you come from Eastern Europe. There are a lot of Jews that are neither Ashkenazi nor Sephardi, and we forget about them in America. Now, Georgians, for example, Georgians, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that the Georgian Jews claim that their roots go back to the destruction of the first temple. 2,500 years ago, 2,600 years ago. You know better. I don't know if that's true, but certainly it goes, there's no question, though, that it goes back way before there was even a Jew in Spain, let alone the expulsion from Spain. Okay. And so here we're tasting a food that you taste here in Jerusalem that is totally different. And the other thing I'll say that I always like to say, because it's a way of understanding what this place is, what does the pizzeria make? Pizza! What does a Khachapuria make? Khachapuri! Exactly. I'm, so, I'm top of the class. <laughs> so Khachapuri <laughs> is a special type of Georgian food. It's a collective term for many different dishes. Khachapuri means... Cheese bread. Cheese bread. Cheese bread. And so it's a collective term for many different dishes that are all combinations of cheese and bread. Oh. Now tell us about Georgian food in general. There are five different regions 
today I made for you the achavuli, one of the most famous ones. It uh, looks like a boat. It has cheese inside and eggs on top. Oh, nice. It's my favorite. It's Joel's favorite. Okay, exciting. It's lots of people's favorite, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the small one with like layer dough, pillow dough, that's the right way to call it in English, I guess. Um, we make the dough by hand, we fold it, then we put also the cheese inside, and you fold it like an envelope, you close that. So the dough and the cheese are all kneaded in together? Uh, no, not, not exactly. You have a, a square piece of a dough, you okay. put the cheese inside, okay. you don't mix that, you just fold it and close the dough on top of the cheese. You're doing That's great. And, and how long did it take you to learn? Well, I think that it took me like a month or two to really like, you know, get into that, you know, all the details and like small things. But you know, even though I'm making this for more than half a year for now here, but there is always still some small things to learn, to perfect things. To perfect, absolutely. Yeah. We're always learning as bakers and cooks. Yeah. We're always learning new techniques all the time. Yeah, there is, in the Georgian food, you know, we're introducing new stuff in the menu, and there is always like so plenty of extraordinary things in their cuisine that we can introduce here. That's just amazing. Where are you from? I, I detect an accent that's not so familiar for me. Uh, I was born and raised in Belarus, but then I moved to Sweden, I lived in Sweden, and then I moved here, so I've been around. Right. <laughs> okay, great. Lots of excitement right here in the store, uh, in Kachaporia. I'm looking forward to the changes in the okay. menu that you're choosing. I don't even know what they are yet. I'm excited. I, I've had everything else. So I, love uh, I love a change in menu. Can we try some of the dishes now? Are you ready? Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> we got a whole shook to do. Okay, so, so we are. This, this first one we're going to have is yeah. probably my favorite. I always try to bring it here. No, the first oh, one the first is coming in the panavani. Okay. Okay, and that totally coming in a sec. And the panavani has what inside? Cheese or potato? Or that what? one has the cheese inside. Okay. Or maybe cheese with spinach. Let me check which one I made for you. Yeah, this one's the cheese. Okay. Okay. Let's get a picture uh, of this. Yeah, we're, we're trying to do photography over here. We've got about five minutes left to the end of this segment. That's fine. That's fine. So we're going to eat a lot now. Look, dig I'm, in. Dig I'm going to take this. So this is the layers of dough with spinach, we said, and some cheeses. Yeah. Looks amazing. All right. Dig in. I'll, you go first. All right. Baruch Oh, man. Oh, my God. So good. All right. Now it's my turn. Let's see. Mm. Absolutely delicious. I'm going to hand that off. Mm. Fantastic. I don't, I don't even like spinach, but when it's in this, oh my god. It, it reminds me a little bit of that Greek dish, the spinach with the salty cheeses. Here, guys. This is amazing. I really love it. Okay. Somebody take and that. And now we have, I see coming up, Joel. This is that the, the Joel's favorite. Okay, now, we get a camera crew on this. Um, guys, they're going to complain my question here, but I'm going to ask them for come a around to not to eat it with. Okay, you don't okay. eat this with a fork. 
But you gotta mix up the cheese and the egg. So I like a fork for that. Right, we're, gonna, we're gonna follow the dough. Let me explain to you what you're gonna do here, okay? After we mix this up, you're gonna tear off a piece of bread, scoop up the inside. <laughs> okay. Let's, I'm going to follow your lead, okay? See the fork. Okay, we got a fork. We got a fork. I'm popping the eggs. Oh, that looks awesome. Mixing it up with the, with the cheese. Amazing. Really good. This is going to be really hot, so be careful when you eat it. Okay. I've seen you are going to love this. Actually, in Marani in New York downstairs. All right. Yeah, I don't think they use the same kind of cheese, though. No. Thank you very much. No. Okay, Dig in so here. I take a little bit of the end. Tear right, some bread here. We'll do it together. Yep. Scoop okay. it up. We're scooping it up. Oh, look at that. Look at that. All right. Oh my god. Gooey cheese. Gooey, eggy cheese. My mm. favorite. Okay. Look All right, you ready? Oh my god. It's so good. Oh my goodness. The bread is hot and warm and so fresh. You stay here. I'm also going to get you something as a special palate cleanser. As a, oh, I love a special palate cleanser. All right, I'm going to take one more piece like this. We've got about three minutes left to the end of this segment. Oh my gosh, look at that. See how I'm like mixing it all in? You've got to make sure you're on the uh, YouTube channel for this show. This is amazing. Watch it on the archives on nakamsegal.com. This is amazing. Our show is always sponsored by Natural and Kosher Cheeses. And this is a perfect spot to give them a little shout out. Because this is all about cheese. Okay. I'm sorry. Natural and Kosher Cheese. By the way, it's good cheese. I know. I love it. This is special pickled carrots that they make here. I right. will not give anybody the recipe. You're going to love this. Okay, a pickled carrot. It's All right. slightly spicy, not really, like a little picante. Okay. Dig it. Okay, if it's too spicy, we'll grab some water. All right, not. look at this. It's beautiful. I'm going to hold a little bit up to the camera. You hear me crunch. Yeah, aren't they delicious? Oh, my God. Very good. You're going to take those with you for uh, the road. Yeah, I like it because it's not mushy. Mm-hmm. Some of the Moroccan salads are... A little bit mushy. This was brilliant. Okay, thank so, you. In our uh, last couple minutes, Tango can come back out, but while he does, if you have any other questions, let's discuss that. Okay, this was absolutely fabulous. Um, this was great. I learned so much about Georgian food and Georgian cheeses. Come on, Tango. Tango, we want to give you a big thank you for having us thank you. Uh, in your restaurant this morning. Make sure you stop by the restaurant. It's called Khachapuria. Khachapuria, when they make Khachapuri. Right, right. I got it right. Yeah. Um, so thank you, and I love what you did. This is brilliant. Okay. Welcome. Okay, Thank so you. everyone can find you in the shop. Is what, what's your anything, anything else that you want us to know? Yes, uh, seven years we don't use uh, synthetic cheese or margarine in our kitchen. Excellent. Everything on oil or butter. Ah, and right, I always fresh. say if you can't make we it... We make dough four or five times a day. You make dough for five yes. batches a day fresh. Yes. Because there's 500 people that step in here every day to make kachapuri. They're located at the intersection between Ha'eshkol, Ha'armonim, and Ha'shikmad. Three different streets that come in sort of a tea or a bent tea, and they are right at the intersection. Nahum? Yep. Or just asking the market where is the Georgian bacon. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. All right. And we're going to be continuing our shuk tour. We're going to go into the Iraqi shuk, the Iraqi market. All right, stay tuned. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Natural and Kosher Cheeses, where quality and taste matter. All right, let's Hi, continue. We're, we're uh, in Machane Yehuda. I'm standing here with Missy. Missy met Alia how many years ago? Four years. Four years ago from Chicago. I think I've heard of that somewhere in the middle of America. Somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> and I'm standing here with 
<laughs> Where do you have your restaurant experience from? So it really just comes from a passion of burritos and really meeting it here in Israel, in Jerusalem, and it just not being here, so it just kind of all came from there. How did you get this prime real estate location? Because a store in Machane Yoda, how often does that come available? It was really from Shemaim, it was from heaven. I don't know how it happened. We were looking for years and we were actually just doing it in our house. They used to have a pop-up restaurant. Yeah, I love that. Pop-ups are so big right now in America. Yeah, so um, really just from all of our supporters and the turnout, you know, every week it was so incredible that it really pushed us to, to open our own place here. So when do you look to open? Um, so we're doing the renovations now. I hope we'll be open in about two weeks. Two weeks. Okay, so I will not be in Israel still, but I'll be back and I'm looking forward to coming to try because I love Mexican well, food. Well, we're looking forward to hosting you. All and right, we so love keeping thanks. our Shook Tours up to date. So you're not even open yet and you're finding out about it here. You're going to have a Facebook look. page? We have a Facebook page? Yeah, of course. Burrito Chai. Burrito Chai Chet Yud. Okay, great. All right. Well, thanks, nice Missy. to meet you. Thank you so much. Hi, we are outside the Yuzraki Shook. we got a little bit of history going on on the wall behind us. Joel, do you want to take us and lead us in? Yeah, basically, I just want to say that the Iraqi market was uh, probably the third or fourth section, of the fourth section of the Shuk built. It was not built by or for Iraqi merchants, but there were a lot of Iraqi Jewish merchants towards the beginning, so it got the nickname. And what's special about it is that nowadays it remains primarily produce. So we're going to get a chance to go through and see what's in season right now, and also probably see a few things that you may not even be familiar with from at home. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. And it, um, the show was actually being recorded a couple of days before Tobi Shvat. Right. So we're going to see some really exciting uh, fruit. Let's All head right. in. Let's go. While, okay, we're going to walk walking, and talk. Yeah, while we're walking, I want to tell you that uh, you may or may not know, but we grow about 95% of the produce that we consume here in Israel. Which means all of our stuff is seasonal, fresh, it's super tasty, and that's what we're going to get. So for example, already, take, check, check out the size of these gorgeous fennels over here. Right, okay, these beautiful. Are huge. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold one up. This is a fennel. Small round squash this over is, here. Yeah, this is in season in New York. In uh, I saw this in the the uh, um, what do you call it? The farmers market in Union Square oh, nice. back in July. But every day is a farmers market right here in the shop. <laughs> okay. Special is we're gonna be looking at a few things here that you don't have in the states, but also we have some things that like you do have, but different varieties of them. So I'll show you. Uh, first of all, these guys over here are always here. These guys sell a lot of delicious greens. I all right. So you recognize this, don't you? Uh, that is celery root. That is celery root or celeriac. Uh, but, okay, how come the, the leeks are like massive? They're like on steroids. Welcome to Israel. And I'm sure that they're they're uh, taste just as delicious large because sometimes the vegetables huge are not as tasty. Zucchini. The smaller zucchini, the yeah. tastier they are. Do you know what that is to the left of the celeriac of the celery root? Yeah, that. That is, I want to say bok choy. I'm not trying to test you, but is that bok choy? You're the third person to guess bok choy, but no, it's it's uh, what you probably know as Swiss chard. Oh, Swiss chard. It's also right called mangold, and it's okay. the leaves of a beet. It's beet leaves. Beet leaves, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Let's continue this way. I don't want to shake them. Tiny little acorn squashes. Are they cute? I, I still can't get over the leaves. They're huge. They're huge, huge right? Pass it. Turn it. Actually, not parsley, but parsley root, which Pass is different. Okay. But here's how I wanted to show you. Okay, what this is, is that? This is not a celery. What is it that? It looks like a celery. Oops, Whoa. I'm sorry. Let me take you in the face. Okay, what is that? This 
is something local. Uh, in Arabic and in Hebrew, it's called harshuf. In English, it's known as cardoon. Okay, it's got a slightly sour taste. You have to—it's pretty labor-intensive. You've got to peel the outside, cut off all the little bumps on the sides, and usually you'll stew it with some stuffing in it, like some stuffed meat or something like that. It's delicious. Okay. And it's in season right now, only for about a month. So it has a very short yeah. span. This is not the prettiest one I've ever seen, but it's a good one. It's like a winter vegetable. Yeah. Okay, moving right along. Oh, we got the cheeses. Check out over here. Oh, some cheese. We're gonna do some more cheese later. This is our version of uh, a pumpkin. Excuse me, sir, please. Okay, it's a different type of pumpkin. If you can see in the back there, you can see how huge those pumpkins are. Can okay. you see them all in the back yeah. of the store there? I don't know if, if the girls can see how gigantic the pumpkins are, but they cut them. They cut them down probably with a big machete. Let's do a, a quick stop over here for two more things okay. I want to show you. Sure. Which are two different things that you know, but different varieties. Oh, but this is a different kind of eggplant, okay. or for you, aubergine. Oh, no, no, no eggplant. Okay. That's British. This is what we call a baladi eggplant. Baladi basically means heirloom variety. Okay? And so it's an Arab word, I guess. Okay. But this is a different variety. It doesn't look like any of the eggplants no. you know, right? No, these are really good. It. These are really good for slow roasting. So they'll take these, they'll roast these for three hours or so, and it's all mushy and soft inside. You can put meat or tahini in it and stuff like that. And one other baladi vegetable that we have that you also probably haven't seen this, right? Okay. We are learning so much right here. These baladi cabbages. They look like they've been sat on because they look. If you have a look uh, on the Nakamfigu YouTube channel, you can watch up right here in the shop. It's a regular. A cabbage that's been flattened. Yeah, it's like a flat white cabbage. Now, because these leaves are flat, what do you think they're good for? Stuffed cabbage. Exactly. Because they're flat, easy to roll. So that's some of the special things here in the Iraqi market. Um, we're going to make our next stop at a delicious Yemenite place called the Jafnun Bar. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, let's get over there. Hi, this is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman at... The Jafnun Bar. In the Makhane Yehuda. Joel Haber is giving us a tour of the amazing shuk, and we are tasting all the delight. What, what, where are we? Explain so, what a Jafnun Bar is. We're at a place called Jafnun Bar. Jafnun and Malawak are the two main things they serve here, but they do lots of cool stuff with them. Excellent. And, and Jafnun and Malawak are both Yemenite Jewish foods. Not all Yemenites. You think Yemenite Jewish foods. They look very different, and you're going to taste, they taste different, but interestingly, they're made from the same dough. Okay. okay. And we're sitting here with Regev. Regev, what's your last name? Regev. Ben Shins. Ivan Now, okay. Naomi, what can you tell from the name Ivan Shitz? That he's Ashkenazi. Yeah. Yeah, right? Uh, uh, Am I yeah. right? I'm, I'm Israeli. You're Israeli. Yes. Okay. Well, when did your family come to Israel? So, my father came from uh, Europe, sorry, uh, from Slovakia. Okay. And my mother, born here, but uh, the parents came from Morocco. Morocco? So, you're like so a real mixed breed. I While we're talking, I think that you should take a shot over there of him preparing our dish, but we'll keep talking for a moment. As he okay. If you're watching on our Nakam YouTube channel, you are actually seeing, um, what's his name? Shmueli. Shmueli is making us a very special treat. That looks like Malawa. Is that Malawa? I have never had a filled Malawa. You can buy frozen dry Malawa in New York and you fry it up, yeah. but it's not the same thing. Uh, I didn't taste the New York one, but this one is. Oh, I cannot <laughs> wait to so eat So now let, let's get back to the conversation. I didn't want to interrupt, I just wanted people yeah. to be able to see that for those who were watching. But go ahead, Naomi, I'm sorry. Okay, no, so tell me a little bit more about when you came and when you started here. 
So we started in Jerusalem like 15 years ago. Okay. When I was uh, like finished uh, studying and I wanted to do something with my life and I choose... Uh, you choose food? I choose food. I don't know why. Yeah, it chooses you. I, I, I didn't you. have any experience. Who chooses did, you? Did you tell me that you started this while you were a student originally? No. When I finished. Oh, right when you finished. Yeah. Okay. I study like uh, software engineering, nothing like uh, food. And I like this city. I'm not from Jerusalem. Where are you from? I'm from a village near Jerusalem. Okay. So I decided to stay here in Jerusalem okay. and do something. And uh, I, I, I very like the, the, the bread, the Japanese bread. So I uh, choose to So how does an Ashkenazi, half Slovakian, and Israeli boy end up making Yemenite food? Good question, Joel. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, no, it's great. So uh, uh, in Israel, uh, because we, we are mixing. We were talking about the melting pot before. Yeah, so uh, I chose the food that I like. Not from my mother house, but what I like to eat. Okay, I like that. So, that's the answer. So what exactly is jachnun? Can you explain that to me? Jachnun is special... Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the jachnun right there that you're about to eat. Okay, okay it looks like dough. So explain it to me. It's a lot of dough. <laughs> uh, it's overnight baked dough. Okay. It traditionally overnight. bakes for Shabbat. It yeah. bakes okay. all night on Friday night. So you make the... Like the Yeah. Okay. Like you make the bread, the dough uh, on the Wednesday and uh, Thursday because it needs to rest in the, uh, in the freeze. And then you start to cook it from uh, Friday noon. And eat it on Saturday morning. I love it. So, so what do I do? Now, the traditional way of eating it here is with this. This is grated tomatoes. Not tomatoes. Just fresh grated tomatoes. No, not with the hummus. No, you can put hummus on I'm putting some hummus on my jachnon. This egg and fresh is not tomato. a hard-boiled egg. This is a baked egg. It's baked in the oven all night also. That's why it's brown. Okay. And, and this is cook. I don't know if you do spicy. Yeah, no, it's cook for the nachmans. Okay, so, so, so this is what it looks like. All right, girls, make sure you get some nice photos. I'm going to eat some with I've the got a, a little uh, posse with us today. Some of the seminary girls from MMY are joining us. My daughter is here in seminary in, uh, in learning for the year in Yerushalayim, uh, Torah, and how to eat well. Okay. okay. <laughs> is, is, is there a way of saying like something traditional in Yemenite, you know? No. All right, let's just eat it then. I'm one. just eating it. This is amazing. That's spicy. I love shakshuka. Alright, I want that malawach back. <laughs> one of the things that I was saying, and you tell me how this came about. Actually, I'll just, first I'll ask you. One of the things they have here is shakshuka lawach. They take the malawach and they put a shakshuka in it. Okay? Now, that's not a shakshuka, that's just shakshuka, but you can put it in the malawach if you like. Okay. But tell us um, how you ended up, because this is the malawach coming your way. Okay, I'm going to hold that up. Regev, how did you come about, or how did you come up with the idea of a shakshuka lawa? Because I need to put something new in the menu. <laughs> so I have shakshuka. Necessity have is the mother of invention. I love it. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah, this is insane. So, this is insane. Mama. Yeah, yeah, so to me, Beautiful. you tell me what you think of this. I didn't come up with this. Someone else said it to me. But tell me what you think. To me, because we're here in Jerusalem, yeah. in this melting pot cuisine culture, the fact that you take a Moroccan dish like shakshuka and you put it into a Yemenite dish like malawa, that wouldn't have happened anywhere else in the world except in Jerusalem, right? Uh, I think yes. Yeah, I, I've uh, never seen this anywhere. Yeah, it's not very uh, popular, you want egg? Uh, but uh, it's very tasty. <laughs> it is so very tasty. So I take my uh, dish from my mother's kitchen. So this mix is... Mix it with the Yemenite bread. 
This is just regular bread here. That's like a little bread. This is bread. So in between, I have washed now, and here's bread and some shakshuka and and a beautiful salad. Yeah. What have I got? This is hummus. This is our homemade tahini. Homemade tahini. Okay. I'm eating it all together. Garlic and something. Would you like some egg or no? Brown boiled egg. No. I'm going to take a piece of that. All right. I'll have to try a little bit. And what's this one? Also the tahini, but with the That one's spicy. So you okay, know, not very spicy. This Lebanet. is Lebanet. Uh, Lebanet. Love. Yeah. With sour. With sour. Sour is good with the shakshuka. Okay, so I'm going to do that. Shakshuka and the sour cream is the best. And yeah. while we're just talk about like something like I'm going to help. Hummus is also not the most popular. Right, again. That's also sort of a blending here of something different, you know. Mm. And garlic bread. That's nothing to do with Yemen, but it, here it works. Take that to the girls. That's magnificent. So, uh, as we are eating our way through Machane Yehuda, this is so unique, so different. It's very fresh. It's you know what I find? Market. And I'm not just saying this, the fruits and vegetables in Israel are so different yeah. tasting. Than anywhere else in the world. He's going to tell you why. I want to hear. Because we are very close to the fields. So when it's, uh, we take it out from the fields, it's, it's just super right fresh. Here. Yeah, it's fresh. You don't need to move it or stuff like that. You're right. I was, here. I was up in the Golan Heights about, uh, let's say, two months. Sukkot. Sukkot. Right. So, whatever, three, four months ago. Right when the apples were coming up the trees. And I have honestly never had a better apple in my life. We call it in America farm to table. Yeah. Yeah. You say that here? No, but but uh, we, we do it. Right. We don't it's say. It's like there, it needs a special name. Here it's just automatic, yeah. right? You grow it, you serve it. Yes, we'll have some of that. I show you what I grow in my so house. I love it. This is my broccoli. He's showing us. He's okay. showing he us. He pulled out his phone. Now he's this is showing out his phone. This is from his the garden that he grows at home. How yeah. many of us in New York grow broccoli? Yeah. Right? Unbelievable. And I think the fruits and vegetables taste different. Oh, I'm getting some soup now. Also, this is not traditional Yemenite, but delicious too. Also, there's another reason, I'm sorry. Okay. This is the Holy Land. The Holy Land is blessed by a Kaddish Baruch Everything grows better over here. And we just came out of a Shemitah year, so everything is really blessed and holy. Now, what is this? This is my Israeli salad? It has a lemon or something? Well, i got to say that the most beautiful Israeli salad I've ever seen, honestly. Look how beautifully they cut that up for us. Oh, my God. With hand, no machine. For those of you who can't see, everything is minute. You got to describe that to everybody who can't see it because it's just beautiful. Look at that. The cucumbers, the red onions, the tomatoes, scallions, parsley, petrozilia. Right. Yeah, but I have an Australian accent. He's trying to say it like me. And some cubes, matchsticks, a julienne of carrots. That's what we say. Julienne carrots. Julienne carrots. <laughs> with a burst of fresh lemon, salt, and olive oil. Olive oil and pepper. And this one. And, and his heart. So saying with the heart. His love. Spice, yeah. This is beautiful. Okay. Mm. You can mix it with trina. It's also very good. Mix it with trina. So I take a little of this. Yeah, yeah. A little trina and a little salad. And we are having a fantastic show right here at Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachman Siegel Network. Our show is also heard on Arut Sheva English Radio. We are right here in Machere Yehuda having the time of our lives with our friends and with our Joel, our extremely amazing tour guide. If you want to make sure you come to Israel, you book Joel in for a tour. It's a must. The minute you book your tickets with Elal, you email Joel at... 
my email is joel at fjisrael.com. That's because my nickname is Fun Joel. And my website. So oh, thank you. And my website is www.fjisrael.com. And by the way, because here in Israel in general, and especially here in the Shuk, we're all family. Yeah. We need to give a big bishat tova to Regev. His wife oh. is due in any minute now. Any minute. Oh, Your third child, you said? Third, yeah. Oh, very nice. You're gonna let us know. Sure. We'll make a simcha over here. <laughs> yeah. Also, my uh, my big son. Yeah. Tomorrow is ten years old. So. Ten. Oh, oh, getting so close to the bar mitzvah. You could have the same birthday for both of them. <laughs> me, and that, <laughs> me and that daughter over there, she's going to wave her hand to you. We're one day apart also. She's July 1st, I'm July 2nd. Okay. There you, there you go. So, to you and your family. Now, I want to tell you something else about yeah. the mimulawach here that we had. Yeah, well, you talk about there. it, I'm yeah. going to eat it. You do that. <laughs> so... Mimulawach is like a conjunction of mimula, which means stuffed or filled, and malawach. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look filled to you, it looks layered. That's because, it does look layered. Because for us, for, us. for, the, for the presentation, yeah. he's opened it. But normally, this is street food. You come here, they actually wrap it up like a burrito or uh, you know, yeah, uh, something like that. Oh, it's not served like that? No. It's served wrapped up, and then you can walk away with it and eat it on the road, which is awesome. Oh, look how like a falafel to go. No, like, yeah. 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 Something to go. And uh, one I, other amazing dish that they have here, which we're not trying today also, is called fatout. Oh, what is fatout? Yeah, tell us so about the fatout. Well, uh, I drink the soup. Yeah, so it's the same bread, malawa, it's a malawa bread. Spicy. Then you um, cook it, fry it with eggs and cheese, like matzo bread. That's what I would say. I say it's like okay. a, it's, it's like a malawa matzo bread. That's right. You have and really mixed up the cuisines yeah. there. Seriously. I love it. But but it's, is it true that uh, fatout is not your invention? That's a more traditional dish, right? Yeah. It's Somewhat. Not, yeah. You can say. You didn't invent yeah. it. They did it. The, the Yemen food they don't do fatout like we. Okay. They use all the bread that left from uh, Friday ah. and Saturday. Leftover bread. Yeah, leftover. Uh, Style. The balao, the kuban and the jachno. Uh-huh. They put it all in uh, uh, chicken soup. Mm. Or in, uh, uh, sweet with the milk and sugar and uh, stuff. Like that. Ah, so, so yours with the egg is something that you invented. Uh, I didn't invent anything. <laughs> he's, he's, he's getting just, inspiration yeah, from. Yeah. Okay. He's getting inspiration from. And also, you can have it with some vegetables inside. Also, yeah, it's topic. really good, like mushrooms, oh, onions, yeah. whatever you like. Oh, it's one of my topic. favorites. Um, now, uh, I have a question for him. If, if you oh, don't Charles, have any please, questions, you, I'm like learning every so every minute. So, since of you. we're really a foodie show here, right? So. One of the things I mentioned uh, is that Malawach and Jachnun are the same dough. So, tell us how one gets transformed into the other. What's the difference between them? Because the Malawach, for those who can't see, Malawach is light and airy and flaky, and Jachnun is tightly wound and like a like a cylinder. Yeah, and it's like the way you do it. Yeah, great, great way. Because the way you do it, it's not exactly the same. It's the same uh, dough. But not the same working with it. So oh, what's the how different is it, work? Yeah, how is it different? Yeah. So the uh, jachnun, uh, uh, you put the rest. So you open it, very uh, thin layer, yeah. right? Yeah. Then you close it again. Then yeah. put the rest three, four hours in the uh, fridge, make it cold. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then uh, do it again. Malawak, you open it and fry it. Okay. okay. So it sits, it sits more. Right. Before you cook yeah, it. So the yeah. jachun, and you, you do it a multiple times, this process of like folding it and then rolling it out and refolding it and rolling it out. Right. It's, 
fantastic. So I would say that, that Jachnun is kind of like uh, a, a poor man's Yemenite version of Cholent because it cooks <laughs> more. No, because you're the work. ultimate foodie. You, you know so much about food and you are more excited than me about food. I love it. That's why we're such a good team. Exactly. You know, the Jachnun, like, it, it basically it's so that people can have a, a hot breakfast on Shabbat. So basically the Yemenite people would cook all night. Okay, but it's not like not like with like cholent or chamin that has like meat and heavy and stuff like that. It's a simple to breakfast in the morning after davening in the morning after shul. You come home, you have your jachnun with your egg, and that's it. And then you have your shabbat nap, yeah. and then you have lunch. Yeah. Well, lunch is really like from speaking to senior Yemenite friends of mine, they told me that like basically what they would do then is maybe sometime in the afternoon they have a chicken soup, and that's it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very every 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 culture within the the Jewish brand is so slightly different depends where you are in the world yeah. Yeah. thank you very much I, I'm so excited that we were here Regev thank you so much the Sha'at Shabbat uh, Regev you're going to let us know right and Jachambar is also also on TripAdvisor as well oh that's great you made it on the TripAdvisor and table for two with Naomi excellent okay can we take some of this with us sure seeing that we ate from it okay we've got to go to our next Thanks. Bye. Okay. Hello. Hi, Joel. We are in a wine and cheese store in Machane Yehuda. What's, yeah. the, what's this it called? This store is called Ivgi Abu Daoud. And that's why I had Joel say it, okay? <laughs> Thanks, Joel. Uh, it's one of the really nice cheese stores here, and they actually recently renovated, so it's even nicer. It's gorgeous. And before we taste a couple of things, I just want to talk about uh, Israeli cheese for a moment. It used to be in the old days that if you're in Israel, all you could have was two kinds of cheese, basically. Yellow cheese and white cheese. Yeah. Right? And we still call it, like, yellow cheese. In all of Israel, they talk about vinat suhuba, yellow cheese, right? But as so often happens uh, when a wine industry comes into its full, which is what happened here, many other things have followed. Like, later we're going to be talking about beer, but also cheeses. So now we have a lot of fine Israeli cheeses. They're not indigenous to Israel, but they're good quality cheeses. And that's a relatively new industry here. So I've asked our friend over here, Nathanael. Hi, Nathanael. Thank you for having us. Hello, hello, Israel. <laughs> You're doing so, great. Nathanael does not speak English, and he's uh, a little embarrassed, which is okay, but we're super happy that he's had us here. And I've asked him specifically to give us only a few Israeli cheeses, okay. Israeli made cheeses to taste. Okay, great. As, uh, Come on over, Nathaniel. Joel is going to um, translate a little bit of what Nathaniel is going to tell us. I'm going to tell you. Jean. Jean. Okay, so this is more Gouda. But it's a it's a Izim is goats. Okay, goats. Uh, and it's called, it's in the crowd, Jean? Jean. It's called Jean, it's not called Gada. Cool. Let me taste that as well. The Saint Mont. What's what? Yeah, this is a Sandmore cheese. Also goats, and uh, this is a mold. There's uh, some black color on the side. The right? Yeah, okay, we'll okay. taste them all in a moment. Let's go around them all. Alright. This one is? Emmental. Emmental. Love yeah, Emmental. Yeah, love it too. I'm sorry? I love para. Yeah, cow's milk. Cow's milk, yeah. The Shachat. What's name? So it's from uh, sheep's milk. Sheep's milk. Okay. Um, I don't get everything you said, but it's a about a shem shalak binaze. Tavor. Tavor. Okay. Terrific. Okay, like like Mount Tavor in the north. Israeli 
חשבתי ששמעתי שזה שחר. זה מנטל, זה תבור, וזה שחר. אוקיי, אז זה כאן נקרא שחר, וזה... מג'יק Very, very, very tasty. And I'm going to try this one here, the Jean. This is lovely. It's a lovely selection of cheeses. I wasn't crazy about that one. I'm not so crazy about this one. Oh, but all the others I really like. We're going to give it to some of yeah. our girls that are with us. That's my mashto da. Thank you very much. much. And you have a lot of selections of and nice wines. For those well. who know. Thank you. For those who come here, they don't only have cheese, they have many good, fine, gourmet foods there. I see cans of truffles over there, um, different wines, uh, other imported um, tomato pastes, and all sorts of uh, caviar. All the wine here is Israeli. Oh, uh, Netufa! I know the owner of Netufa. Mm, it's good wine, too. It's excellent. Okay, we are moving along to our next store. We are. Okay, don't they call it, uh, uh, in the shuk, each um, little stand is called a basta? It is, and I wonder, how do you know that, Naomi? I don't know. I think that we've had a discussion before about this, maybe. I thought it's because of one of your other favorite places here, which is called... Pasta Basta! Exactly. Love it. You've got to there get... There was no setup there at all. I love Pasta Basta. That was actually very organic. Um, I love Pasta Basta, and my other... Our favorite place here in the Shuk is Fish and Chips. Fish and Chips, right opposite it. Okay. But All we're right. going to neither today. Okay. All right. Off Let's to go. Manu Bashuk is next. Let's go. We're back at table for three. And we are going to have... Our table for three just the game of table for two. Two. Right. That's fine. He's bringing us food. He's bringing us food. We're excited. We're eating at... Manu Bashuk. Uh, and he's going to bring us this Kidra, which is really special Lebanese dish. What I like, you're going to see it's got rice, chopped meat, chickpeas, and cardamom here. Oh, he's bringing us all oh. some pickles and pickles. some curry, some spices. Oh, some what's that? And She doesn't like spicy, but I will. That's for Joel. There you go, Joel. Okay. And that's for Naomi. Okay. There you go. And so we'll bring here now uh, one of the main dishes of the menu, the kidre. The kidre is rice with meat, vegetable, cardamom. The spices in the kidre are very special. Uh, and then we have other spices. Uh, Africa garlic. 
There we go. Look at this. Oh my god, wow. look at this great pot. Welcome. Thank you. This Saladin. Wow. 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 What is this? Wow. Woo, it's pouring wow. it out. From the clay pot it was cooked in. Yeah. And he's dumping it on a platter for us. I can already smell salad and can you smell those spices already before we even touch it? I'm waving and walking towards my nose. It's amazing, lovely, very, very, very aromatic. He's got baharat in here and He's going to bring us a spoon now. He's going to say, there you go. And the veggies are carrots and chickpeas, celery, zucchini. Oh my gosh, look at these chickpeas. So I take a little bit of this and I'm going to take some Israeli salad and uh, okay, and I'm just put on the side. John, I'm going to let you do, uh, dive into that. This is so. delicious stuff. While, while you're tasting, because I know you don't want to talk with your mouth full, I know I have one question for you. When you guys decide to open this restaurant, so it's very hot. Spicy. Spicy? No, yeah, it's a little spicy. Don't mind about the stuff. Joel is on it. He's getting me some ice in water. Okay, I don't think it's so spicy, but there we go. But my, my question for you is, when you guys opened this restaurant, was it your idea or Sophie's idea? <laughs> uh, it was my idea. It was my idea. When we arrived in the United States, we said we have to do something in the Do you live in your shy? Yes. And uh, we said... Uh, we had many different concept ideas, and finally we decided to go on uh, Lebanese because it was. Uh, you need water? Miami? I'm going to no, bring up. No, bring I'm going to go. Well, well, you keep talking to each other. We, so we, we decided to, uh, to bring uh, to, to do Lebanese because we had the recipe for my mother and I told her all my uh, young guys. Right, I love it. It's and so uh, nice. It's such a nice trip. Your mother alive. Yeah.
Uh, that it would go through her son no, instead no, of her daughter. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's very cute. I gotta tell you, this is delicious. Uh, it's unreal. It's so packed with flavor. At first, I thought it was a bit of a kick. It's not as much strong as I thought. Maybe I was expecting a different flavor palette. Or maybe it was actually hot temperature and it's Yeah, no, no, no. I thought it, it's a different flavor palette than what I'm used to. And I absolutely love it. It's really different. If you are in Makanegur, if you are in Yerushalayim, make sure you come to Manuva Shuk because it's food is Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, you so much. It was awesome. Okay, and I'll enjoy you now. Merci beaucoup. Okay, merci. Shalom. I'm getting it all in. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, we're going to be going on to our next stop. All right, follow us. It is a blustery January day, a couple of days before Tumishvat. Uh, at and uh, we are in Mahane Buddha and with Joel Haber having a table for two shook tour. We're having a blast here. Um, where are we? Can you explain? Because yes, this so is like a we're in a, a tiny little store here. In the alcove. I'm sure there's many people probably who are familiar with the Chalva King or the Chalva King. Yes. Right? Yeah. So a few years ago, I think about two, uh, they also opened a second uh, business here in the shook that is selling tahina. Oh, so this is an offshoot of the Chalva King? Same I did not company. realize that. It's actually from a kingdom, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. the no, I know. Right. There you go. But of course, since the Khin and Chava are both made from sesame seeds. Some stuff. Exactly. Therefore, it made sense for them to do this. So, the word Tachina, do you know what the word comes from? No. Okay, so right behind us, there are two giant basalt stones, volcanic rock. Volcanic rock. Bazelet. Bazelet in Hebrew, very good. I know that from the wine region, they grow wine, the terroir on Bazelet. Absolutely correct. And so, uh, this is the traditional way of making tchino. Okay, maybe not that this one is electrified, you know, that it's turning automatically, but using these stones to grind tchino. So, in Hebrew, the word for grinding is litchon. Tachon is ground. And so, tchino comes from tachon. Now, for those who can't see, let me just grab. We have two jump, very large. I'd say it's probably about uh, three feet four feet wide. diameter, whatever, three feet, whatever. Uh, and they're turning, and in there, all that is between those stones is pure organic imported sesame seeds from Ethiopia. Nothing else. Is Ethiopia a region known for they growing are. sesame? Yeah, and this is there's only sesame seeds in there, nothing else, and it's dripping out of a pipe here. And we're going to taste this pure tchina. Now, what I want you to understand is that usually when people have tchina. You're getting tahina that's already been prepared into a salad. So they take this tahina and they add water, they add lemon juice, yeah. and parsley. Yeah. We're now going to be tasting the pure stuff. Pure. So it's thick. It's going to be whole. sticky. We're like, like that, like peanut butter. Yeah. It could taste a little like peanut butter, but better. Okay, that's I'm so excited. All right. So let me get some uh, some little spoons over here. All right, Joel is going to prepare some tahina for us that has been ground up by the bazelet. Crushed yeah. down. Now because this is and there's a pipe leading out of the spinning stone as we right that's yep. how we could describe it and he's literally like we're going down to a well of water but instead it's a well of well Look of tina okay all and, right uh, we should try this is plain so this is plain raquel all right okay all right mm. excellent it's definitely very sticky Wow, this is not a place to go if you have allergies to sesame. No. I mean, it kids these days do. But the other thing is because it's pure and there's nothing else in there, it doesn't need to be refrigerated. You That's can take literally, what, what we have is just literally ground down sesame seeds. That's it. That is it. And because of that, it doesn't go bad. So you can leave it on your counter. You don't have to refrigerate it. They always say you can leave it on your counter for a year and nothing.
I think we'll uh, we'll go back. Um, this is a store, so you guys can uh, show, please, yes, while we're talking. While we've got okay, to come in, there are customers here coming to try and purchase a new can too. Let's move up and drop so you don't get behind. Um, yes, yeah, and that's fine. people can buy it, and there are different flavors this comes in. One of the things, one of the things about the show is that we have to, we always try to respect each other. So we don't want to ruin these guys' business. Absolutely and so of course not. they're gonna take this going on. I'm gonna get us some uh, some flavored tequila. Okay. This this store here makes 22 different flavors of tequila. Oh wow. And uh, we're gonna try. Nougat. Nougat. Okay, that's kind of a desserty flavor. So we're gonna try what what would be a desserty tina, and then we're definitely gonna try. I know not everybody likes cilantro or kuzbara in Hebrew. This first one here for you to taste is okay. nougat. 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 Like I said, it was gonna be desserty and sweet, and I think these two flavors are a marriage. Nougat and tuna is amazing together. Yeah. Now, personally, I typically just buy the plain because that way I have like a half a kilo or a kilo of stuff taken home. You know, I like Flavor to cook. So yourself. Exactly. Now, that doesn't say anything bad, but they have great flavors for those who don't want to go through the effort. But I'll take it that way once I can make it spicy, once I can put pistachios in it. I love it. I'm going to get you a next flavor. I want, I want the kuzbara one. All right. Kuzbara. We're going to try kuzbara. Not everybody likes it. We were saying before, kuzbara, the cilantro, it's definitely... And a quiet, either an acquired taste or you like it or you don't. They say if you don't like it, because it tastes like soap, but to me it tastes fabulous. So I'm going to now try tina with cilantro. Okay, I'm so excited to try this one. I'm not tasting the cilantro so much. Mm. It's not very pungent. With cilantro, which is good. It's like a nice undertone of don't like cilantro. Right. <laughs> this is really fabulous. And our third one I'm going to get, what did we choose? And we said, oh, this, uh, it's got like uh, sun-dried tomatoes and stuff. Sun-dried tomatoes. Yeah, our last time we're going to try before we go to the beer bazaar micro beers made right here in Jerusalem. Okay, so I'm going to throw out those spoons as Joel is going to bring me. Okay. Yeah, sun-dried tomatoes, he said it's a little bit, teeny bit spicy, is it a touch? Um, no spice. Let me get my finger in there to taste that. <laughs> the other side. It does not have a lot of spice. No, but it has a great taste of sun-dried tomatoes. Very flavor, and, and I love tomatoes. And usually sun-dried tomatoes are salty, and there's no saltiness in it. No, this is lovely. This is a really beautiful blend. All right, so let's go off to the beer bazaar. Thank you. We're going to wrap everything up today with the beer bazaar, which is one of my favorite places in the show. So that's right. where we're heading now. Follow us. Okay, we are uh, a couple of days before Tubishma and we had to make a stop on our way to Beer Bazaar. Especially with the nuts and things like that, which is great. Uh, we're just going to put some sauté dummy. We're standing here with uh, Oli and Bob. Uh, they're actually triplets. That's yeah. true. So they invited us into the store to check it out. And if you're wondering why Paul and Bob are hey, Donnie, Donnie is their father. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's a family business. Family business. Yeah. I love it. There's company name at the front. And there's nuts, and there's dates. One of the things that's special, so the way you like choose between different places in the sugar, so many things, maybe better selection, better better prices, whatever. Uh, but also sometimes not every place is exactly the same. There's a few things you can't find everywhere else. 
Like, for example, even though these guys are of Turkish, 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 I was looking for the they have here a whole bunch of dry fruit, most of which you've probably never seen in dry, and most of them without added sugar. So for example here, try this. That's good. This is the dry yeah. strawberry. Dry strawberry. No added sugar, just had, natural sugar. Okay, I don't think I've ever had one before. Can you talk while I chew? Okay. Other things that they have here that we'll get really to. Really good. They have hibiscus, yeah. they have starfruit, they have... Um, I'm going to get out of the way. Starfruit, they have... Um, uh, Mini mini oranges, yeah, kankwot, passion fruit, melon, cantaloupe kind. Where's the jackfruit? Uh, the jackfruit is over there, you see? Okay. Oh, okay. okay. I want to try the weirdest one here. This one's the weirdest one. It's called jackfruit. Ja it's jackfruit. from Thailand, and it's about the size of like a watermelon. So it's huge, and then they've dried it out? Yep. Yeah, we dried it, and we sell it after it's dried. It's sweet, and it's sour. Yeah, it's like mix of the old exotic fruit together in, in, in one fruit. I love this. Yeah. This is fantastic. This here, okay, what's that? this is a hybrid. This is uh, an apricot and plum. I guess it's a pluot, I guess you'd call it. A pluot, okay. I've heard of that. Dried. Mmm. Now, everything you've tasted has no yeah. added sugar. This Naturally is just a natural sweet. sugar. Because when you dry it out, there. when you dry out fruit, you're bringing also just out natural. just just natural. no added sugar. Without when you sugar. dry out fruit, you're bringing out its own natural sugars and natural just making sugar. it sparkle. I know you're an Aussie, not a Kiwi, but have a piece of kiwi uh, here. Oh, it's from my down under <laughs> neck of the woods. Mmm. Now. Love it. Look how green that is. This is all natural. Yeah, also all natural. This okay. here is a little candy they have. It's just sesame seeds and silan, date honey. Date honey. Erasavat chalavu dvash. And that's what they mean by dvash. Yeah. It's not beer exactly. honey. It is silan, really. The d honey of dates. Okay. Not only this one, we make Okay, can you, can you t to give him a microphone? Yes. We make not only this one with silan. We make all this one. All the people know this with the sugar, like this one. But we make this one with honey days also sugar free. Amazing things. Look, this is the pecan. Are they pecans with sugar? No, oh, silan. I meant, I meant, I meant silan. I meant silan. Yes. My friend Honey Applebaum from Busy in Brooklyn, back in the States, she used to... Who I also had the pleasure of guiding here in the show. <laughs> I think thanks to me there. <laughs> I think that's definitely true. A big shout out to you, Honey. But um, these are, she taught me all about how to use Silan because I wasn't using it and she got really got me into it and it's such a rich flavor Amazing. of honey. Okay. Oh, I love that crunch. That's so fresh. The nut yeah. is so fresh. It's and crunchy. The last thing we should point out in this store before mm. we move on is just back over here. They have over here, these are fruit infusions for teas, either cold or hot, there's different types here. And some of them, like this, after you make the tea, you can actually eat the fruit that's been rehydrated. And flavorful. Yeah, it's so flavorful. like there's a whole bunch of different kinds of apple, cider, there's a pomegranate, all different kinds of things. And then over here, smell this one. Okay. This is special fruit. Oh, without added more sugar, without uh, MSG, without color nothing. Special Only fruit is flora, right? Yeah, the special fruit, and you haven't tried, you know, like kiwi and cranberries inside that is give this, the... This you put in the tea? Yeah, you, put, you take one cup of cold water, put one spoon inside, and that's it. You don't need to do anything else. It's, it's really dried fruit in hot water. Yeah. It's not even tea. And you can also use it for iced tea. The iced tea version, I prefer it. Like, I, I like the iced tea version, not the, not the hot tea. And how you do it, you take like one handful of this, put it in a container, 
Yeah, but hot water and that's it. You put cold water and ice. It's amazing. Mr. Yan in the summer. We got to wrap up here. Friday summer last year, right? Yeah, yeah. I was here. It was very hot. Now okay. we got to wrap up here in this store. But let's lastly take a look at all of these. These are all different blends to go into spice, uh, into, into rice. rice, or quinoa, or quinoa, or salads, or things like that. So all different ones with lots of different things, spicy and different things. Okay, great. Let's stop. Thanks, everyone. Bye, bye. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. This is the super size show of Table for Two right here in Makaniwoda. We've had an amazing show. We're at our last stop. We've saved the best for last. How about that? Very and, and there's a lot of best stuff here. So really, you, you're, we're really excited to be here with you. Joel, do you want to lead us into sure. the introduction of this? Sure. So we're actually one of my favorite places in the show because, He's and when so I say happy. that, I'm a regular in this place and I'm a regular here before they even opened. I was a regular here, okay? <laughs> this is called the Beer Bazaar and it's the third branch, as I will tell us, of something that started in Tel Aviv. But basically, this place specializes in Israeli craft food beers. That means there's no non-Israeli beers and there's none of the mainstream like Gold Star Maccabi stuff. So I just want to say 30 seconds about the history of beer in Israel and then we're going to start talking about it. Until a few years ago, all there was in Israel was a couple of crappy mainstream beers. Oh, well, am I allowed to say that here? Yeah, you can say it. Uh, it mainstream beers, yeah. There was the first was Nesher beer, which most people only know the non-alcoholic, but there is an alcoholic version. Then there was Gold Star and Maccabi. And then there was uh, a Danish brewery that opened up Carlsberg and Tuborg brewing locally in Israel. And that was it. And then a number of years ago, about seven or so years ago, I think it is, the Dancing Camel opened in Tel Aviv. Uh, American guy, a friend of ours, Dave Cohen, he started it. And after that, that in the last five years, microbrewing in Israel has exploded. Craft brewing, it's like you know the the wine industry here is already about 30, 40 years old in its in its big growth. Yeah. We are at the early stages of an explosion. Explain to some of our listeners what micro and craft brewing is. Not a lot of people know exactly what it means. Let's have Avi talk about this. Okay. So this Avi. is Avi Moskowitz. Hi, Avi. One of the owners Hi, here of the Beer Bazaar. Hey, Joel. Thanks for uh, choosing us and stopping by while we're here in the show. Thank you for having us. We're relatively new in the show, but beer has been around uh, for a long time. The, the basic difference between craft and micro and large is really the batches, the batch size. We, we now have the ability to homebrew beer. It's very, very popular, very easy to do. Craft beer typically means that you're going to have the ability to test different types of beers, different styles, different flavors, things that you may not be able to get from a large brewery. Certainly in terms of the complexity of the flavor, it, it runs a bit more personal than just the flavor. It also goes to the, the heart of the industry. The industry is made up of, the craft beer industry is made up of individuals who are passionate about, in this case Israel, they're passionate about doing something in Israel, and they're creating flavors and styles that didn't exist before. So they're taking the, this massive industry that existed very similarly, as Joel, you said, it was Manischewitz and Kenan back in the wine days, and no one really tested that. And then subsequent, we've seen it with coffee, we've seen it with bread. You go to today, you cheese we had earlier today. Cheese. Each of these places where you may have had fruit. all these things, and now you have the artisanal side of it, and that's what craft beer represents. Isn't another aspect of the craft beer also the fact that you guys don't use like they don't use lots of preservatives and things like that, or maybe not pasteurized and that kind of stuff? It's the freshness of it. It's it's getting it here fresh. as quickly and fresh as possible. So you guys here have uh, how many beers do you guys have rotating on your taps here? On taps we have 10 beers, um, including one cider. We count that as alcoholic. It, oh, it is? It's alcoholic? It is, it's yeah. a spice a big, cider. Big shout out to our friend Bosch he met in New York. He makes amazing ciders. Okay, so he's got he has an opportunity here as well because Spice Cider Busters makes a delicious collection of them. And, uh, We're going to have a little tasting of some beers absolutely. also, right? So let's maybe absolutely. get that ready for us. Absolutely. We'll get that going.
Is there anything else on the uh, beer industry and, and what's happened here, Joe? Well, why don't you tell us about the history of, of the Beer Bazaar itself? Sure. So, brief history about myself. I'll give it some context. Awesome. Um, I, my background really is in startups, entrepreneurial things. I've done a number of things over the years, but really most... Outside of food. Outside of food. This is the first thing I've ventured into other than eating in the, on the food <laughs> side. I love that. I love that. My, my father was a chef. Uh, oh, really? Where are you from? My, I'm from New York, Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York, me too. Whereabouts? Sydney, Australia. Very close. <laughs> Very close. Yeah, now I'm, I'm in Woodmere, Long Island. Uh, not far. Yeah, not far. Just that built, built park right in the middle. Right now. There you go. Um, so basically, I, I grew up there. Most of my business, most, most of the focus I've had over my life has been in the States. Even though we lived here, we made Aliyah back in 94. I was going to ask that. Right. From Brooklyn. From Brooklyn. Actually, from, yeah, we, we made a couple of stops along the way. Teaneck, right? Teaneck. Oh. Jersey most recently, uh, and um, most of my energy was spent commuting back and forth. Even though we lived here, most of our interests were focused in the States. I have a lot of friends back and commuting, forth. Right. Commuting, right. Although it's, it's easier than driving from Long Island to, uh, to Brooklyn. Right, right. Flying. It's I'm, true. I'm not driving. We live near JFK. We just hop on a plane and we're in Israel. That is true. Yeah. We'll see here more often then. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> so over time, our daughter most recently made Aliyah with our grandchildren oh, last that's summer. Oh, so nice. It Good is. for you. I'm very excited. And uh, as a result, looking to shift most of my focus here. And uh, I could theoretically continue, could have continued in technology or marketing or things that relate to those areas, but ultimately it would bring me back to the States, and I was very interested in staying here and finding something that would keep me it's here. the grandchildren, right? It is. It's a glue, and it's a hard thing to get away from, and it's, uh, we're very lucky to have so here we are um, in Israel looking at things to do and looking at, as Joel said, the wine industry, the bread industry, what's going on with coffee. Craft beer began in earnest seven years ago, but really over the last two or three years it's exploded into the sea. So many individuals are taking advantage of the opportunity to create craft beer. The marketplace itself has allowed for that. Um, and here we are looking at a, uh, looking at a business that allows us to be here, allows us to create something here in the Shuk with the Jerusalem, allows us to be in a place where food is the center theme here in, uh, in, uh, in Israel, in the time in particular. But more than that, there's, a, there's an energy in Machne Yehuda that... A crazy energy I, I try to describe to some of our listeners and our, our viewers who are watching on our YouTube channel. The excitement and the atmosphere, with, you know, Joel and I are talking for the last hour and a half, moving through the shop, the noise, the hustle, the bustle, the smells, the sights, the sounds. My kids are, uh, are with us as well and some of their friends from seminary and they're all joining our crew today and it's, I always say that Makane Huda and I asked Miriam Wallach, our producer of from the Nachum Siegel Network, our general manager, I said, Miriam, I'm going to Israel to see my daughter. It would just be incredible to do a show. I call this place, Makane Huda, the center of the universe. I know it's really the old city and, and the Kotel and that really, Yerushalayim, you know, but this is there's something as a as a food person. This is magic, and I I came here 25 years ago to seminary in Machon Gold, not too far from yep. here. Machane Huda was so dirty and. I don't want to say disgusting, yeah. but not very appealing. Um, and I have watched this place grow, especially in the last... We've been to maybe 10 stores today. 
no, no, not, not, not a lot of the shops except the Iraqi shop was more than 10 years old. Right. Yeah. So it's changing, it's evolution, it's the food industry is gone pow over here. Things change all the time and the, the bars in the shook is one of the most recent changes over the last five years. And this one is hopping every night. So we're going to be tasting here in just a moment. We're going to taste uh, four different beers. Is this what they call a flight of beers? This is a flight of beers. A flight of beers. See, I learned. Okay. This is very popular in America. It's not in the kosher world yet. The restaurants are called flight. They try a flight of everything. It's exactly a little right. sampling of beers or ceviche or whatever else they have in there. Yeah. Exactly right. So I know that we're running a long time, so we're going to get to the beer, and then you're also going to talk. We're going to be talking to I your want chef. To talk our chef. Yeah. Your chef is chef. your chef is named Chaim. You know, I'm all about the food Chaim and David. the beer. Chaim David. Chaim David is going to bring us the beer, but then he's also going to talk to you guys about the food because this food menu. Well, I'll start talking because he's dealing with the beer right now. Is a, a, a menu that he created. Upscale pub grub that incorporates beers into a lot of these things. So I just love that word pub grub. Here's Chaim. Yes. Hey Chaim. Okay. Chaim. Get that in America. The 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 bartender being called Chaim. I, I okay. love that. So it's fitting. I actually changed my name so I can say the Chaim to people. <laughs> Chaim, I love that. You, you want to come around or, okay. or yeah, come um, around. And then, I uh, want to get my girl to take some photos of these beautiful before we start. Okay. Great. We've got about ten minutes left at the end of our magical show right here. This is so So let's cute. start with the beer. Which beers do we have here? Don't tell my boss I'm sitting on the job. <laughs> okay. Oh, let's actually turn it around. You can see we have custom labels, so you can see all the beers. Nice. Oh, cute! I love this. It is caps design, so you can see everything you're drinking. Um, there's a few beer, there's over 100 different Israeli craft beers that we feature. Specifically, we have two house beers that are exclusive to Beer Bazaar. One's the Red Lager. The lagers are beers that most people are familiar with. They go through colder fermentation, and they're very approachable. And this is uh, Alexander Black. It's a stout. It's actually an award-winning beer. It won uh, blind tasting uh, awards, right? In Germany, was it? I believe it was, yeah. Wow, and then cool. And the, uh, the Fat Cat. It's not just fun to say. The Chatol Shemin. <laughs> it's a pale ale. Uh, very approachable. It's got a sort of gentle, hoppy bitterness. When he says these are house beers, what they mean is that this, the company, that the, the beer bazaar itself, brews these brews beers. Brews their own. Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. And then there's the Gems. Gems is a brewery in in the center of the country. Are you guys a Gems? No, no. Gems is one, they have rotating taps, mm -hmm. and so they periodically feature different beers. So oh, these are beers for everybody. Yeah. Where we encompass all those really crap beers. We're, I, I, I consider us a, sort okay. of the authoritative uh, source or outlet of Israeli really crap beers. I love it. Please, start okay, with the first so one. It's sort of, I didn't really I'm Australian, you know, I was brought up on beer. Right. So you start drinking while he talks. No way. <laughs> Every Australian that comes in does the same thing, by the way. Oh my god, this is lovely. I'm gonna have like a little sip. The fine job. I'm, I'm holding this for you because after you have it, this is the nitro. Is this the nitro with the stout? No. Okay, hold on. So this is, they also have here, made locally in Jerusalem, a nitro beer, uh, nitro, nitro coffee. Nitro coffee. Yeah. This has been the talk of the town in New York to see if we can get this around. Cold brew so coffee injected with uh, nitrogen. That's right. Okay, this is to you, Salter Plitsky, um, our friend, our pour and go coffee. He makes amazing cold brew coffee. And what He's trying to make a nitro. Okay. So, these so now guys I can all say I had it here first. The trick is not blowing up anything. <laughs> Did you and blow they, anything up? We didn't. They also I almost lost an eyebrow. They so also what? sell, not this, but they also sell the nitro with some stout beer inside. Oh, oh I like that. that. Go have that. So I, this is pure black so coffee. Some people want to milk. drink in the morning, but don't want to feel like they're actually drinking. Okay, <laughs> so I, I love my coffee with milk. So everybody knows that I've already because Well, that's the whole point. You see, the, the nitrogen adds sort of like a creamy body to it, not like a CO2, which is a more 
aggressive guts. So this has a sort of milky quality that you miss out in power puffs. This is amazing. I don't know if everyone can um, see on our YouTube channel, Nahum Siegelnet. Um, it has like a head of beer. Yeah, it looks like Guinness. It looks like a black stout, but it's actually coffee. So I'm going to be buzzy all day, which is great because yeah. I have terrible jet lag. I was up between three and six for the second night in a row. So I'm going to have a little bit more nitro. Me too, but L'chaim. L'chaim, my friend. This has been incredible. Okay, I want to try flat sack cat. And why? Oh, this is the packet here. Why are you okay. drinking it? Um, I'll go get the food. Yeah. Well, you go get put a couple finishing touches on ah, it. So you okay, go to the end. We're running you out of time. Yeah. This is so sad. Our show is almost <coughs> over. We got to try the amazing food here at Beaver's. You got to try each of these beers. You've tried already the the uh, yeah, the lager. I love the fat cat. Okay. Make You're gonna like this gems here. Okay. That's gems. the eight point like, eight. This is a Belgian style. I like I like gems sweet. a lot. Sweet. A little bit sweet. It's a Belgian style and it has a high alcohol content. That's 8.8% alcohol. Well, and this usually five. Yeah, four or five. And, and, and that is the alcohol black. It's a, a stout. Jay Books, Jay Books okay. founder of Royal Wines always taught me go Both from light to dark when you drink wine. So now I'm going from I went from the pale ale to the dark. There you go. Oh my god, I, I, I cannot name now, a favorite one. Now something else. They're all magnificent. They have your popcorn that has a uh, special spice blend on it with uh, brewer's yeast. Just come back around me. Hey, you stay back there, I think. Is this like brewer's yeast, correct? Yeah, there's a little beer beer in almost everything. We got uh, there's beer in the chili, there's beer yeast in the popcorn. We're doing a cake soon that there's beer in it. Ooh, cool. Oh, I like that. And there's beer in the beer. Oh, good. I'm happy to hear that. Let's do our food here as all right, well. Let's try we have to make sure we at least food. get to it before the time runs out. I know. So where do you recommend we start? Uh, Why don't you start off the salad? It's the appetizers. You work way through right. the entrees. We'll go later to have All right, I just need a fork. ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがとうございます。ありがと
Oh my god. Alright. And we have this chili. Tell us, has something to do with it. Tell us about your awesome chili here. And we have a sip so, of yummy uh, we beer. call it chili because people are familiar with the word, but technically the, the technique is a mole. In Ooh. Mexico, stews are uh, traditionally slow cooked and then thickened with ground uh, almonds or sesame seeds, different kinds of nuts and seeds, and chocolate. So there's uh, actually beer, stout beer, 100% cacao chocolate, and ground almonds and chili. There's like at least 20 and the chocolate is also local, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, there's some American producers, chocolatiers that live in the, the Hebron Hills. And uh, it's called uh, Holy Cacao. Holy right? Cacao. Holy Chocolate. And they're doing great stuff. I'm Naomi's like, speechless. Oh my god. I moved to tears. That is the best chili ever. I make chili all the time. I put beer in it. You'll be proud of me. And I put coffee in it. And I put. Coffee, um, good idea. Next yeah. This is insane. Okay, now I want to try it. And there's the homemade salsa. salsa. And then there's just a simple yellow corn uh, tortilla chip. The tortilla you don't make, do you? Uh, I can't tell you that, Joel. All right, fine. <laughs> but the salsa you made. Yeah. Uh, we're, you know... Fresh, we're fresh. Now, the, the, the green on here, that's something new. You didn't know that last time. What's the, what are the green you put on here? Yeah, we're always uh, adding little twists to... Uh, you know, little touches the on there. I call it a cilantro pesto. It's a, it's a cuscoa sauce. It's instead of basil and pine nuts, it's almonds and cilantro. And it, you had me at cilantro. Right. <laughs> not everybody loves so you're it, not but part I love it. 20% of the population think no. it tastes like so, right? I think it's amazing. I love cilantro. You both. We had some cilantro dinner back up there. Nice, went for the... Yeah, the we've had an incredible couple of hours. Yeah, it's a trip there. Yeah, it was a trip. The whole show has been insane. Thank you so much, for having us in the Beaver Bazaar. We're going to wrap up the show in a couple of minutes. Yeah, amazing. It's a pleasure having you. Thanks, Clem. Thank you very much. And thank you, Abby. We'll, we'll stick Thanks, around guys. in a couple of minutes and uh, we'll schmooze okay. with you. Um, Joel, yes. this is fun. Yeah, we for got, me too. We've got to do this again. Um, ladies and gentlemen, friends, listeners, you must come to Israel and find Joel to do this incredible tour for yourself in person. Thank we you. actually only gave it a small highlight, can you imagine, <laughs> of what you can do here in the Shuk, in Eretz Israel, in Yerushalayim. Um, we are on a Tuesday morning, so it's a little bit calmer here today than, say, on a Thursday Absolutely. or a Friday. I don't even do the tours on Friday. It's too crowded. It's not worth it for anybody. You want to give us a quick wrap-up of what yeah, we saw? Yeah, so, so I'm just going to run through each One stop minute. really quickly. So we had our intro in the Gruzini Shuk, the Georgian Shuk. Then we went to a Georgian restaurant called Khachapuri, where we had amazing cheese breads, Khachapuris. Then we had a very brief stop talking to Missy Witt about her new Mexican place. Uh, and then we went through the Iraqi market, and we saw some fresh produce. From there, we got to Jachnun Bar, where we had Jachnun Malawa, the Shakshuka Lawa, all those good things. From there, we had some cheese, yeah. Israeli cheeses. Then we went to Manuba Shuk for awesome Lebanese food and that Kidra, which is great. Tahina, freshly made on the spot in the Shuk, some flavored, some plain. Uh, then some dried fruits and other things in Pizzuche Dani. And our last great stop here in the Beer Bazaar. You are incredible. I Thanks. cannot believe you did that with such ease and made it sound smooth and perfection. And you gave us an incredible tour. Thank you so much, John. Thank you so much, Naomi Nachman, for inviting me. For, doing my, for co-hosting with me today. Not too many people have done that. So my I really pleasure. had a great opportunity. Thank you very much, everyone, for sticking around and watching our Super Size Show Table for Two on the Nachum Siegel Network. Right here in Makane Huda, we are closing out the show in Beer Bazaar. Our show is sponsored by Natural and Kosher Cheeses, where quality and taste matter. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. We have music sponsored by our friends at Get Em, right up until lift benching. Take care. Bye. Bye. Shalom and the Hitra from the Holy Land.